careful. This all, today's halacha deals with a uh, house on top of a shul. I know that the, in such a location, I have to be careful what I say. But the say the way it is. <laughs> okay. Um, the halacha is like this. The the uh, exactly. Okay, very good, very good. The halacha is as follows, yeah? It says like this, an aliyah, a second floor on top of a shul, it says that you should not be mishtamish with it for a tashmish of gnai, and the machaber says, for example, sleeping. Oh, so you tell yourself, hey, does that mean that we're up the creek over here? I don't think so. Why? Because that is only, that seems like only from the machaber, mishibura, etc., or only by when a shul was built and then they added the aliyah after. I mean, you know, they, they, they decided for someone to sleep there. Two cases. Let's say the shul was built together with the upstairs, and it's not a problem to sleep upstairs. Or if it was a house converted into a shul, and then, you know, there's the upstairs also, then it's not a problem also. So again, it sounds, so it sounds like the only issue is only when it was a shul, and then after that they decided to, to put someone upstairs, that would be the issue, which I believe over here, what was it, a house before? It was a house before, so then that, that's clearly not a problem. Now, except for the mission where it speaks out, except for a Tashmish Magunama Oi, like, uh, whatever example he gives, that it's uh, something that's like, you know, for a Tinoff and something like disgusting stuff, you shouldn't you shouldn't do, even if it was um, a house before any of that, but Stam living in it is not a problem. Now, even... Um, he says, when it's usher, in a case where it's usher, that means there was a shul, and then they, you know, decided to put someone on top, the question about whether you could use it even temporarily, for whatever it may be. So he says that uh, you could be mako, but except for the area where the Arnkadish is. It means directly on top of the Arnkadish should be avoided. This is, again, this is only in the case where it is um, uh, clearly usher. That is halacha number one. There are only two halachas for today. Halacha number two is, I'm not going to get involved with many different um, uh, uh, you know, categories. If, if a tnai works for a shul, if you could be more mako when it's when it's standing, when it's charav, this that is definitely very complex. But there's one thing I do want to point out. Mishabur says something fascinating over here. It says why it says that in chutzlars tonight we could be more mako on a shul. Why can we be more mako on a shul with tnai with tnaim? And there are certain cases. In certain cases, we could go ahead and be um, do things in chutzlars and a shul we wouldn't be able to do in our kisrael. Why does he say? I'll just read it inside. It says, "She'en kedushas on my lamas. They're not going to be around for the, the kedusha is not for forever. Why? Shaharekish shayave agayal b'mehir b'yameinu and Mashiach will come. Tifka kedushas on. The kedusha is going to go away. And the beer lacha speaks out. You know why? Because everyone's going to go to Eretz Yisrael, and then what's going to be with the shuls and 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 chosars? They're they're going to lose their kedusha. I'm just uh, this is what, this is what the beer lacha said. That when everyone goes to Eretz Yisrael, the the shuls will be you know they're going to lose their kedusha. Therefore, there's automatically built in, even now, a certain like lenience, a certain more makel, even in the kedusha right now, because they're gonna eventually um, lose their uh, you know chamor kedusha, you know, even now. It's pretty fascinating. Okay, that is that. around. We said on Sunday that um, the neighbors of the shul has to be more careful. That even though they're gonna spill something out or they're gonna have something that's smelly or something that's gonna get people dirty, they have to remember that they're next to the neighbors of the shul. They can't do whatever they want, even though maybe, even though someone that, that wouldn't be neighbors of the shul may be able to spill something out of their house or, or you know or put something dirty outside their house. Um, when a uh, if a neighbor wants to build a wall next to a window of a shul, typically uh, if if a neighbor wants to build a wall next to a window of someone else. They have to put the wall four hours away. But in the case of a shul, they have to put it eight hours away. Um, we say a shul has a, a door on one side, an iron on the other side, and the, and the beam in the middle. And also we say there's a king and the you know, chashuvim sit in the front. And Mishabur says if they buy seats, 
you don't put the chashuv in the front, everything is all mishkavah, well, everything is mixed up. That was Sunday. Monday we said, it sounds like more of a mustard schmooze, we say, you're not supposed to inside of a shul, chashuv advarim hasurim, the mishkavah says, one person might say, hey, it's just me, the terrorist says, before you know the whole shul, will follow his footsteps, and, you know, one down and all fall in the front, and it will affect everyone else. You do not eat in the shul, telling the chum are allowed to, because if they would leave, they would have to prevent themselves from learning more. Um, the question is, in chutzlarets are, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not a question. In chutzlarets, aniyim are allowed to eat inside of a shul, um, and the makom and you're, um, you're you're not you're able to be makom. You're not allowed to come into a shul during the winter months to prevent you from the cold outside to try to warm up a little bit, or in the summer months if it's too hot outside, you're not allowed to come into the shul just to um, cool off. That is what we said on Monday. What we said on Tuesday was. That you're not allowed to say he has to inside a basic knesset. Or a tamachacham, or a gadol shabir, or his car, then you're allowed to. Um, if you need to go ahead and speak to someone inside of a shul, which is for something that's not related to the shul and not kedusha related, or you have to, you need to, you want to go through the shul for this a shorter pathway. We say that what you should be doing is either come inside and learn something. If you don't know how to learn a pasuk, you ask the tatan to go ahead and say what he learned, and I guess repeat it after him. Or if you neither above is like, yeah, you should sit down and walk and sit down for the length that it takes to walk eight tochen. It's not very long. You sit down for that amount of time, and then you're good to go. Uh, we say that a gabai or someone that's basic in the shul, you know, full time, has a is permitted to go ahead and eat and uh, sleep inside of the shul. Also, sudas are rabbin. Public suda, suda's mitzvah, um, is a, a, a suda that will not have kalas roish, you're allowed to do inside of a shul. And a siyam ashash, um, the Mishabur says that yesh al to do it inside of a shul, even though uh, other eating may be um, usher. Yesterday we said that tit, uh, like those schmutz that are on your feet or on your clothes, you should go ahead and clean it off before you come into the shul. There's a minute to go, people, go, um, the customers to go ahead and, 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 and clean the shul and wipe the floors um, and to light neiris. And if the shul um, is kharav and you know it falls apart, we say that even uh, it still has certain dina kedusha. And if there is grass that's growing out of it, we say it's permitted to to rip off the grass, but don't think that you can rip it off and make it look all nice. We say even when you rip it off, you have to leave it in its place because um, we want to go ahead and be or maybe to go ahead and make sure the people can go ahead and uh, uh, to rebuild the shul quicker. So therefore, you keep the grass there. So you rip it off, you got to keep it there. That was. Um, yesterday, today, let's just quickly review. We said that if there's a, a, a shul that was built and then they put someone up up top, you can't go ahead and you know, sleep there or, or use that on the upstairs apartment. But it's questionable if you could use the area for something that's that's not Maguna, something that's not, you know, um, uh, a Gnai is considered a Gnai. You could be Mako except for the area right on top of the Arkadesh. But if a shul was built together with the apartment, or if it was a house first and then they converted it into a shul, then in both cases it's not a problem, unless it's a Hashemesh, it's like a terribly like disgusting thing that you're you know, doing upstairs. Other than that, it's fine. And we say it's a Tanai, is questionable. In certain areas it is permitted, in certain areas it's not permitted. But in Chusar, regardless, is definitely more of a reason to be more makele and certain tenayim, um over what uh, may exist in Eretz Yisrael.